Hello, and welcome to the June 18th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from around the law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on the renewable energy sector in Angola, the DRC, Mozambique and Senegal, electric vehicles in Cape Verde, the digital economy in Portugal, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Flipa, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news from Angola, where the submission of proposals for the ongoing onshore Lower Congo and Kwanzaa Basin's oil and gas licensing round has been extended until the 9th of July. Besides providing interested companies with more time, the National Agency for Petroleum, Gas and Biofuels has also reduced the entry fee for the bidding round in order to appeal to smaller international and national companies that have shown interest in onshore exploration in the past. Also in an effort to revive oil production, Angola is to increase the number of oil rigs in the country after an exodus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Angola's oil production has dropped in recent years, and the industry is now looking to reverse the situation by drilling additional wells and installing infrastructures that will help increase production from existing wells. In the telecommunications sector, Africel, which recently won the international public tender to become the fourth mobile operator in Angola, announced that it has secured financing in a total amount of 250 million US dollars to begin operating in the country before the end of the year. One of the loans was granted by the US Development Finance Corporation and the other by Gemcorp. Electricity will reach 61 communities in five Angolan provinces through photovoltaic generation hybrid systems when the government signs a Memorandum of Understanding with Portuguese group MCA. The memorandum foresees the preparation of technical, economic, financial and environmental feasibility studies that will serve as a basis for the electrification project through the development, construction and financing of photovoltaic systems. In Cape Verde, the new government is looking to carry out a number of projects. Firstly, it has set out to replace a quarter of the national vehicle fleet with electric vehicles by 2026. This goal is to be achieved through a broad program that will involve replacing passenger transport, school transport, minibuses, taxis and official vehicles with electric ones. The government will also promote the use of electric maritime vessels and will increase the installation of charging points for electric vehicles with licensing for private operators on all the islands. In addition, a platform will be created for the management of electric mobility in Cape Verde. On the government's list is also the commitment to move forward with the reform of the energy market in the country through the implementation of a new organizational structure in the electricity sector through vertical separation and the creation of the national system operator and universal buyer of the energy produced by IPPs. Under discussion in Parliament is also the construction of the Saint-Ouantan Airport designed with a 2,000-meter-long runway fit for international medium-sized aircrafts and the expansion of the Porto Novo port, both in the municipality of Porto Novo. Meanwhile, in Cote d'Ivoire, the World Bank has approved 250 million US dollars of financing to support the development of the agri-food sector. With this financing, the agri-food sector development project aims to remove the major obstacles hindering the growth of the sector and spur the development of more inclusive, resilient and competitive agri-food value chains while creating thousands of jobs in rural areas. In Cameroon, a mobile money service is to be launched by Nextel by the end of 2021. 
The service, called Nextel POSA, which means Nextel Wallet, will be launched in partnership with UBA Cameroon, boosting competition in the local electronic money market, where only MTN and Orange Cameroon are currently operating. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, the African Development Bank is in talks with DRC authorities to urge them to invite tenders to identify a developer for one of the Grand Inga Project hydroelectric dams, Inga 3. At stake are 55 million US dollars in financing and the seal of approval of the bank, which initially wanted the dam to generate 4,800 megawatts of electricity, but is now looking to up this limit. Also in the DRC, a consortium comprising the UK's Gridworks, Spain's AEE Power, and France's Eranov will invest 100 million US dollars in the development of three off grid solar plants. Following the establishment of three 22 year concession agreements, with the Ministry of Hydraulic Resources and Electricity. Located in the north of the country, the three solar hybrid plants will be built by the Moe Power Joint Venture and will deliver electricity to areas that previously had no connection to the national grid. The projects are expected to reach financial close in the next 14 months and the plants should be completed within 18 months of construction commencing. In Gabon, the government has announced the extended closing date for the 12th shallow and deep water licensing round to 30 June 2021. The extension provides an opportunity to integrate new data into the evaluation of the blocks by the PGS screening data sets available. The PGS data, including 2D and 3D seismic data and well data, will allow for the evaluation of all 35 open blocks in the ongoing licensing round, covering several areas of Gabon. Over in Mozambique, the construction of the Kumaba Solar Power Station has begun and is set to be completed in June 2022. The station, budgeted at $32 million, will cover an area of 47 hectares with a complex of 35,000 photovoltaic panels and is expected to generate initially around 41,000 megawatt hours of electricity a year. Alongside the Tetereane station and the Temane combined cycle thermal power plant, the Kumaba solar power station is vital for the government's aim of diversifying the country's energy matrix through further investment in clean and renewable energy sources, as well as the president's goal to bring electricity to the homes of 10 million Mozambicans by the end of 2024. Brazilian mining company Val has announced that it will pay 2.5 billion US dollars to settle liabilities related to the project financing of the Nakala Logistics Corridor that serves the Moatzi coal mine in Mozambique. In January, Val announced that it was buying out minority stake partner Japan's Mitsui in the Mozambique Mine and Port Project ahead of selling the asset as the company works to become carbon neutral by 2050. With a payment, Val says it will have fulfilled all the conditions for completion of its purchase of Mitsui's stake in the Moatis Mine and the Logistics Corridor. The World Bank approved a $150 million US dollar grant to support the first phase of Mozambique's Sustainable Rural Economy Program, which will tackle some of the pressing challenges facing small farmers and fishermen, as well as micro, small and medium-sized enterprises, while improving natural resource management practices. The program hopes to promote technology in agriculture and fishing, thus increasing productivity and reducing climate-related vulnerability. 
Meanwhile, Portugal is becoming increasingly attractive to tech companies. According to Google, Microsoft, Nokia and AWS, the country presents the perfect conditions for investment in the digital market as it offers enormous advantages in terms of talent, innovation and startup ecosystems. The positioning of Portugal as a country that is open for business and an investment target for technology companies is one of the strategies that has been promoted by the government through the Digital Transition Action Plan and several economic diplomacy initiatives. One of the pillars of this strategy is partnerships with international companies and Google, Microsoft, Nokia and AWS have already signed Memorandum of Understanding with the government focused on several areas of digital transformation. Finally, in Senegal, over half a million people will get access to clean and affordable power following the launch of two solar photovoltaic plants financed by the IFC, the European Investment Bank and Poparco, under the World Group Scaling Solar Program. The two plants, located in Kael and Cajon in western Senegal, began operations last month and have a total capacity of 60 megawatts AC, providing one of the least expensive electricity sources in sub-Saharan Africa, while also avoiding 89,000 tons of CO2 emissions per year. The two plants are sponsored by NG, Meridium and the Senegalese Sovereign Wealth Fund for Strategic Investments. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Filipe Monteiro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Katarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.